0: Do you know those making an impact in your neighborhood? Maybe they're well-known and established, or just getting started. Either way, Let's Chat. We'll be diving deep into their story, what fuels them, and how they help our community. Hi, I'm Krisha, host of Let's Chat. My goal is to connect those making an impact in the community with you, our listeners. Hello, everyone. It feels so great to be back on air. Oh my gosh, it's been a little bit. I took some time off to uh, give the show a little bit of love, a little fresh look, shift its style a little bit and trying to class it up. And uh, I am honored to kick off my first show with none other than the infamous, amazing Miss Rachel Adams, owner of Rachel's Crapery. Hi. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Cheers to the hard parts over. (laughs) That intro built me up, man. (laughs) I know, right? It's kind of good. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Welcome. I this is this is this is really special. <laughs> I really appreciate it. We um little little side info, Rachel and I, we know each other professionally and personally as we are C V buckskin graduates. So I went to school with her sister and she seemed a lot younger than me at that time, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rach, welcome. So, uh, so the goal is just to, uh, let's just chat. I, I know everybody knows and loves Rachel's Creperie, and everybody is very familiar with Rachel's Creperie, But my goal is to also connect them with Rachel herself, and maybe learn some things that they don't always know about you. So, <laughs> so welcome. So, uh,
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm gonna touch a little bit on COVID, but I don't wanna. I want to talk about other stuff. I'm I'm a little tired of talking. That's about. refreshing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of time. It's time for that. Um, So tell me about the day you realized you wanted to bring crepes to Lancaster and that was your calling.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but I guess I mean, we opened officially in 2006. So it was a number of years before that. Um, I was a student at Penn State um, for Environmental Resource Management. I was ready to be a scientist and soil samples and all that stuff and then I picked up a part-time job at this little crepe cafe and just completely fell in love. I just thought it was unique and just I loved it and so I just became so passionate about it that I kind of you know let the school part sort of go a little bit and just worked and worked and worked more and more and more and I just you know it it just was so passionate, and I loved it. And then the owners of that restaurant decided they didn't really want to be in state college forever, so they were just kind of gonna close things up. And mm-hmm. deep down, I knew I wanted to end up in Lancaster anyway. And from here, I never imagined living anywhere else. And I mean, so, let's be
0: honest, everybody <laughs> comes back. <Like.
1: laughs> you know, well, it's a great, especially since when we were kids, it's come such a long way. Oh, well, it's so much um, better now. <laughs> oh my God. But so I just I don't know. I, I just fell in love with the idea and I thought I can do this in Lancaster. And so they closed up shop and I moved back home and just started looking for places and working and saving and saving and saving until I found that right spot.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I don't think yeah. I had I forgot about the science part. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I a little bit about the college part. Well that kind of makes sense. There's 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 science to cooking. I mean definitely to baking. I can't bake, but <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I never, if you had told me that, you know, in high school that I would end up doing what I'm doing now, I would have been like, no way, you're, you're kidding yourself. But I, I, you never know what's going to happen and where your life's going to take you. And I'm so glad it did. I love what I do, but it's something yeah. I never would have thought.
0: Well, and yeah. you kind of touched on my other question, which was why Lancaster? Like, you know, what about the city? Um, maybe what about the city? How did you stumble upon your first location?
1: Well, why Lancaster for me was more family because my whole family lives here and I I'm really close with my sister and my mom and my dad and my mom's sisters. Um so it never was even an option really to be anywhere far from them. Um but I just I also just always loved Lancaster. The people were wonderful and welcoming and I could tell that it was there was a lot of growth coming and it was going to change and it was going to get bigger and better from when we were younger. And there was, you know, one coffee shop downtown and not really many stores. And, and it has, and it's just an amazing place. And I'm so glad that that's where we decided to be. Yeah. How
0: long were you at Queen Street? So
1: you opened 2006. 2006, we opened. Um, We were there for, I think, seven years. So we moved to Walnut Street. Um, When we first got that space, I thought this is Plenty of space. It might even be too much space. You know, I'm going to grow into this. And then in like a year, we were like, holy crap, we need more space. <laughs> and, and we look back now. And I don't know how we did it. We had this one line, three burners. You know, our dish room in the back was just a three-bay sink. There was no dish machine. and. It was nuts, and we—I mean, there were many times I can't even count on my fingers. Like we'd have, we'd be so overwhelmed and kind of swamped, and customers would just jump up and say, "What can we do to help?" And they'd come and wash dishes, and they would
0: <laughs> take orders,
1: and it was just kind of crazy. I didn't expect the 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 overwhelming support so fast. It was, yeah. it was just great, but it was definitely. not. I didn't expect that. And this is kind of a random question. I've always
0: loved the aesthetics of both, well, all three locations. I mean, I'm going to call three, even though it's now it's two. Is that, is that you? Who does
1: that? <laughs> um, mostly. Yeah. I just, I like, I mean, as you can see behind me, I like a lot of random things and I like busy walls and I like a lot of conversation pieces and I like stories. And mm-hmm. so we just filled the restaurants with, with those stories. And a lot of the stuff that's, that's decorating the walls at both locations, are from customers. People no see something at a flea market or garage sale, or in their travels, and they think, "Oh, the creepery. and they buy it and give it to us, and we hang oh, it up. And that's so, so, a cool. lot of those pieces have stories from actual customers. That's
0: really awesome. I'm going to have you. I need you to come, come, stop over to my house and help <laughs> me out. <laughs> I like too many things. Like that's my problem. Like too many design styles. I feel,
1: and then I just but get overwhelmed. And, match, and there's no rules. I mean, there are, yeah. and something like think, oh that's, no honey, that doesn't work. But if it makes you happy. <laughs> it's true. It's true.
0: Yeah, definitely. I recently, um, at a particular age that I just turned this year, um, I'm still not totally saying it out loud. Me no, but I got a big girl bed and I'm like <laughs> in, a, in a big girl room. It's velvet and I love it. And it's like I'm building my <laughs> sanctuary finally instead of living off of like a mattress with a frame with no frames. Milestone. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, moving on up. <laughs> I kind of had some time to do some things.
1: <laughs> oh, yes.
0: Yeah, I know. Do you want to touch on a little bit? So so what's going on? So we've got outside eating right now, dining. Right. Do you have that at both
1: locations? Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't have a lot at Richmond, but we added some tables and kind of wrapped around the sidewalk to try to get as much as we could there. Um, so we've maximized that as well as we can. Um, but it's it's still tricky, and we do we do have indoor seating now at both locations. Um, we just started it at Richmond this week. Walnut's been doing it for a few weeks, um, but again, it's it's about four tables, so yeah. it's, it's tough to really do much with that.
0: Yeah, I'm super spoiled because I live down the block on Walnut, <laughs> so we don't really go. To, sometimes we've gone to Richmond a couple times, but <laughs> it's a little bit of a different feel, and that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's tough too. You have a, you know, a 300 year old building versus new construction. It's hard to make them feel the same try, but it's, there's so much history downtown and it shows right. in the buildings and in everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so funny. Cause I was trying to remember what Walnut street was before.
1: What was it? It was just
0: an empty, was it
1: empty building? I forget. No, but right when we bought it, it was house of Clarendon. Oh Oh, yeah. How could I forget Martine? I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, that was
0: a faux pas on my part. It
1: was that for a long time. It was beautiful. But they were looking for a different space anyway because he was growing and all his um, dream wedding Mm. stuff, they needed more space for for all that too. So um, it was kind of perfect for us. And before, years ago, way before it was a bakery, it was, uh, what was it called? Little Dutch Cafe. It was a bar.
0: Oh,
1: Kind of a bikery bar. Yeah, ago, I've heard Whoa. lots of interesting stories from people about that place.
0: Mm, we should try to honor that a little bit. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! So, so we're surviving COVID. We're surviving business. Yeah, take a take a deep drink. I'm just kidding. Like <laughs> take a long double. Yeah, a, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. So, what do
1: you miss most about, about pre-COVID? yeah or well yeah pre-covid i mean wearing a mask for 10 hours a day is not fun i mean i we do it and we follow the guidelines and we're trying to do our best and do what's right and our staff safety and our customer safety is our primary concern but it, i mean there's no sugarcoating it it's horrible yeah. <laughs> sitting in front of hot burners all day with a mask on yeah that's yeah fun. no so I, miss, not... I miss that <laughs> That's understandable. I miss seeing huh? our customers more and being able to interact with people. I miss not having, you know, having to be able. To, sorry, I miss being able to just hug people
0: mm-hmm. outside of
1: work-related things too. But just, just in general, like, will that ever happen again? <laughs> I know. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to do like a negative. Fingers crossed! <laughs> I'm like thinking about now.
0: No, it's fine. It's
1: we'll be all right. We're gonna get through it.
0: We got 2021's gonna be crazy busy with a lot of things going on. <laughs> we will survive this is just an adjustment. I mean I found did you find anything positive or good has anything good or positive come from?
1: um yeah I mean I always try to find positives in everything um so just you know when we were shut down for a little bit, I took advantage of not working for for a minute and for about two weeks, I was loving it. I was getting so much stuff done around the house. We cleaned every inch of the restaurant and repainted everything. And then two weeks and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore, I have to work. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fun for a minute. Um, and just you know having the opportunity to reevaluate the business and you know mm-hmm. what were we not really taking full advantage of before. And that was like our online ordering and, and takeout business. And so we're still in, the, it's been a horrible, process, trying to get online ordering figured out for us. But we're working on that and we've really tried to vamp up our takeout system and you just got to try to work with what you have um, and make the best of it because we all want to come out of this still in business and so you have to adjust.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, I have a 10-year-old that would be very heartbroken
0: if that wasn't the case. Like <laughs> she, I think she might have a slight crepe addiction. And <laughs> if I ask her, where do you want to go in a heartbeat? She says you. And I'm not just like saying Aww. that to like tout you up. It's just like, I've been, I'll i be honest. There's times where I'm like, oh, Brad, you got to pick somewhere else. Like, <laughs> like, can we switch it up a little bit?
1: <laughs> and that's the highest compliment because kids I find are some of the hardest customers because kids have it in their mind what they like. And when you introduce something different, They'll be the first to say no. I don't like that without even yeah. trying it, and you can't change their mind. And so when kids love us, oh my god, it it means so much to me. She has
0: loved it since she was like six. I've been taking her five or six. Well, no, I mean yeah. younger than that, but yeah, yeah. She I said good. thank you. I will. <laughs> I told her who uh, my who was gonna be my first show guest, and she was like, wow, oh, Really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah." So she's so I appreciate you giving
1: me the cool mom like
0: <laughs> points to her.
1: take we, we can get. I I have one too, and it's like anything we can do to like look a little bit cooler to them. Yeah, we'll I
0: know. Play. It's oh man, these preteen years are getting a little rough. I mean, you're like you're in the thick of it too. So yeah, we're in it.
1: I was 13 now, and my stepdaughter is 19. So
0: yeah, all any advice you would like to give me, I will gladly take. <laughs>
1: How is that instance? being a
0: mom and juggle? Yeah. Like, how does it how do you have advice for those, you know, moms and juggling on all and being an entrepreneur? That's amazing.
1: I don't know. Honestly, it's like just day to day, try to do as best you can. And my kids know that I'm crazy about work and, and I feel like it's in some ways negatively affected them. And I feel bad about that, but they also respect that. And I think them mm-hmm. seeing their mom, you know, working hard and and really trying her best to, to provide an environment for customers and for the staff. And I think that's something that she might not always love now, but she will look back on and, and respect and hopefully that instills some strong work ethic in her too. She will. Anyway, I... to Riley, she's practically running Richmond uh, in front of house now, so she's on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, lol.
0: Like I, from a personal standpoint, being the daughter of a of a father who was a business owner and an entrepreneur, there were times when I I really dogged him growing up. Um, he couldn't always be there for things. Not that he didn't want to, but. I, and and I really I gave him a lot of crap for it. But now yeah. when I got older, I was like, Daddy, I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> I get, I get it. I see it, and I so appreciate what he did for for our family, for my sister and I. So it'll come back around. It's always mm-hmm. like you know when they're in their 20s or 30s, <laughs> you're like, Oh yeah, makes oh, sense. Okay. <laughs> it'll
1: come. Just just be patient. It takes a while. But I mean, um, it is great. They're both working. I mean, Ella's working at the shop now, too. She's like helping out here and there over the summer. Yeah, um, that's rad. Rest and rest. Yeah. That was my first job,
0: too, at my dad's when I was 13. I was like, mm, I'm going to go work in my dad's office. <laughs> but it yeah, you know, was something. experience
1: and learn some life lessons.
0: <laughs> Somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And I'll let the public know that, Rachel, we are available for questions. If you have any questions, you can uh, put them in the comments and we'll get them over to her. Um, But uh, all right, let's switch gears away from COVID a little bit. (laughs) So was there ever a time when you didn't feel comfortable or confident, sorry, not comfortable, confident
1: in owning a business? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the very beginning, mainly, um, I was very young and Mm -hmm. I was, I knew what I wanted to do and I knew it would work, but convincing other people, um, especially people that you needed to give you money was, (laughs) was challenging, um, because I didn't have a lot of like experience. I didn't have a lot of credit. I didn't have a lot of collateral. Mm -hmm. Um, I had technically dropped out of college. So on paper, I didn't look like a great candidate (laughs) for owning a business or, or getting a loan. Um, and that was challenging. I was even told by, I went to like a mentor program and the guy I talked to even said, you know, "Mm, you might want to rethink this.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, That was my
1: confidence. Um, but I just, I just knew that I could do it. I knew that I was willing to work hard enough to make it work and, and that, you know, I was going to figure it out. And so there's a lot of fear and, and it's still, you Mm -hmm. know, there's still times when I question my confidence and my abilities and stuff, but, but I, you know, bottom line is I know that I'll do what it takes and I'll work as hard as I need to. Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. I, I mm-hmm. understand. I've been there before and, you know, that imposter syndrome kind of hits sometimes. And even if you've been doing it for 10 plus years, you know, it just happens, but I'm glad yeah. that you didn't, that listen to them and that you,
1: Thanks. Me too. yeah, yeah. Well, there's been, it's funny, even now there'll be times when my dad will be at the shop helping out and customers, like we were outside the other day after work talking about, we were pressure washing or something and, and we were talking about the building <laughs> and someone came up and asked him for clothes and they just went right to him, which is fine. Um, but then they just assumed that he was the owner and was, we're asking him all these questions. And he's like, no, just talk to my kid here, this is her place. And they're really, oh. <laughs> I'm not twenty one anymore. <laughs> but. But it's still, you still get that sometimes where people just assume that, well, she can't be the owner.
0: hmm Yeah, I know. Yes, I oh, lots, lots that I can talk about on that topic for another time. Well, that'll be our follow-up.
1: No, it's always um, nice to pleasantly surprise them or to whatever, but but yeah, you still get that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, especially... Um,
0: during these times, um, and it, you know it could be generational too. Not that that's an excuse, but it's just right. like. But it's so awesome of your dad to say, like, talk to
1: her. She's the honor. oh, she's the first
0: one to say. I don't know, talk to the boss. <laughs> she's yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so with the second place, uh, tell me a story of opening up the second location. So you're outgrowing. Walnut, or outgrowing Queen, no, Walnut Street, oh my gosh, sorry.
1: We Walnut outgrew Queen, Street. moved to Walnut. Walnut, and then at Walnut, it wasn't so much that we outgrew, I mean, we did kind of outgrow the space, we would have really long waits all the time, and 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 honestly a lot of complaints about that, which is frustrating because there's not so much we can do about that, right. and it's a good thing to have a wait, but, but I understand the frustration too. Um, and it got to a point at Walnut specifically where we had so many amazing cooks in our kitchen that we didn't have, we didn't exactly have the hours and the positions to bring them, to keep bringing them all up higher and higher. So we were like, we need an avenue to mm-hmm. be able to bring these cooks up too. Yeah. So that was, those two things are what made us really look at another space and, and think, well, we have this great crew of people that really want to help us do this. And we have customers that are demanding it. So let's, let's make it work. And that was what. Created Richmond,
0: nice, and it's. I was a little surprised by the location, like the area choice. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that area. I mean, I think there's restaurant-wise, it's 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 doing better around there. It seemed, they seem to be, be staying, and I would love to go over to the Emerald Springs Day Spa. <laughs>
1: I think they're closing. No, oh! <laughs> I I haven't. I just that's what someone at Richmond told me the other day. I um, maybe can fact check that, but it's a bummer. Uh, it's sad. Yeah. I don't. But know. I think there's other locations. I think that might be a chain spot. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, it's yeah. nice. I
0: mean, it's convenient. It's it's a good spot. It is a really good spot. You're
1: yourself. We were first located. looking in Lititz, and um, and then I I thought you know. Ha- realistically, I'm not going to be able to just completely let go and and just be at one place and not the other. So I was like, it can't be that far. It has to be somewhere that I can just like hop back and forth because I, I just, I wanted to be able to be at both places at once as much as possible. Um, Clone yourself? Really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so and, and Richmond just kind of came up and the space was sort of built out perfectly already for a cafe. So we didn't have to do a whole lot of work. I mean, we still made it our own, but it didn't need to be, it wasn't, you know, complete gut job you know, necessarily. Yeah. Um, revamp. And yeah, it's definitely it's a different space, a different dynamic, a different um customer base mm-hmm. than Walnut. It's a different vibe, um, which is fascinating because it's less five miles between the two. So it's like <laughs> a different world over there. That's like the epitome of Lancaster, like the
0: definition of like, <laughs> Lancaster. It's like one mile, one way. It's like a totally different vibe and feel. <laughs>
1: like, it is. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's like, you know, like going across the river was like so far. It's like 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> it's like the Lancaster <laughs> it's a different mentality. world. It is a different <laughs> world. So inquiring minds want to know, what's your favorite
1: crepe? Oh, that's a great question. So there's two answers to that. So... <laughs> Um, originally for the first 10 years or so of the business, it was fairly simple. It was sausage, egg and cheese, a little bit of hot sauce, and a little bit of bacon. Then I stopped eating meat. So now that's it's a problem.
0: A <laughs> <It's> accurate, yeah. <laughs> so
1: Game i trying to, you know, not eat more plant-based. And, uh, and so I like the, the veggie crepes. I like to kind of do my own veggie omelet stuff, like. Lots of vegetables and egg. I love eggs and I can't give up eggs. It's been hard. So that's kind of my thing. I like the savory more than sweet. I'm not as much of a dessert person as
0: I agree. Yeah. I mean, I do. I love Nutella and there's times when I really do like it. But yeah, I'm more of a savory. I, I agree. I So I, long time ago, I think I'm pretty sure it was Hawa that told me about her favorite crepe, which was uh, a Capri add egg. So that uh, is my go-to.
1: <laughs> that is a good one. Oh, Howa. She's the reason that we have the Thai chicken on the menu, which is one of our oh, most popular traits. I like that one, too. That would be her because she worked with me. Oh, my God. That place wouldn't exist without Howa. She was it there is. painting the walls, like doing everything with me. Mm-hmm. Um, she helped work there for a long time and just supported me um, emotionally and mentally. Um,
0: uh, yeah, she's pretty awesome.
1: She's amazing. But well, she would always get like she would make her own like staff crepe and she'd always do the the peanut butter, chicken, rice, hot sauce, onions. And I'm like, that's so weird. But then she got customers to start ordering it and then they started requesting it. And so eventually we just put it on the menu. And it's one of our most popular crepes that we've ever had, which is crazy. Yeah, it's a good one. She's it she's is really good. good.
0: <laughs> she's good at going up with this.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> tried the Capri the one time and I was like,
0: oh, it's a little weird. Like, I wanted protein. But I didn't really want like meat or something heavy, and she's like, "Oh, I really like this one." And so, uh, so yeah, I started doing that one, and I'm I'm talking about like I started doing that over on Queen Street, so it's been a good, good long while. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> I try to deviate to others, and I'm like, I just go right back. I go back to what I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we have another great question. Uh, question from Julie: I'm a new business owner, and I wonder how you advise Rachel. How how do you adv- how how, Rachel, do you advise in the beginning with no little money, I guess, on on. Oh, advertise. Or, oh,
1: advertise. oh, my gosh. <laughs> more, more wine. <laughs> um, that's a really good question um, because, yeah, we had no money because, ev- you know, I took out a loan, which was hard enough to get. And I thought it was going to be more than enough to get the place open and to kind of give us a little cushion. and I was way off. Um, so I had to sell, like, everything I owned to get open. And then once we were open, yeah, there was nothing left. So, um, and I don't know if it was just timing as far as the economy and, and the growth of Lancaster that really helped a lot of this, because I don't know how it actually, if it's realistic anymore, but honestly, word of mouth was our absolute biggest form of advertising. Keep It just, I think mainly because it was a unique space. It was new to Lancaster, like we'd never had crepes before around here. So I think that the people that did stumble upon it were were happy, and they were so likely to then tell people like, "Oh my God, this! Check out this weird new place!" And that was our biggest thing for a long time. And then when we finally could afford to advertise, we've been um, we've partnered with Fig for years. Um, I love Deb, and we've done things. We've tried some radio. We tried some mm-hmm. other. It, not a whole lot has really done as much for us as just word of mouth and social media because we have such a young customer base too, that's been huge.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I think I'm gonna add to that also good service, um, good branding, you have niche marketing. Like, I mean, you've got a niche, there aren't that many great places around even now. Um, So you hit home on a a good good thing. (laughs) Kudos once again to you. Um, can you explain to me um, around the holidays what happens to you personally? <laughs>
1: I I just I just love Christmas so much. Um, I get a little nutty. Uh, anyone that knows me knows that it's that's my time. It starts technically midnight on Halloween. By the way, that's that's Christmas. Stop. I know everyone's gonna yell. I know that's a thing. I'm sorry so sorry i'm a nice person i and i'm sorry if that offends you but do not egg her <laughs> don't but, i egg mean her. even in college my roommates and i would go to halloween parties come back and then at midnight i'd make them all help me decorate and it was still in costume <laughs> we would decorate for christmas but i don't necessarily start as soon now because i you know i don't really want to be looked at as that lady but that's how i feel so i decorate inside early mm-hmm. but then the outside yes yeah. Pretty great. I have a lot of those big plastic blow mold things oh, from like, the cubes so all over <laughs> the yard. The vintage ones are the best. They're the best. I love vintage <laughs> Christmas. Oh I do too. They're just not very great. They're not so easy to store all year. They take up the whole attic, but <laughs> I'm sure. It's not like they compress like the blow, the blow- up things do. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But I love yeah. it. And then I do this, I deck out the shops. You know, it's harder at Richmond. There's not as much space there like, to decorate, but at Walnut, yeah. I can go kind of crazy. But that's
0: fun. yeah <laughs> it is it reminds me of like the old school like christmas i love the shops in lancaster city and christmas around the holidays and stuff it's just they, do. they really get into it yeah it's that old school time yeah i've seen a couple of pictures of you dressed up like a little 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 crepe yeah. elf
1: <laughs> well, like to get a little festive at our christmas party head to toe red and green and um the one year oh, God, the best year uh my one of our employees zach who is my i love him to death he was also working at the Santa set in the mall, like part-time. So he knew Santa. So he got Santa to come to the Creepery Christmas party, decked out, and surprised me. And I almost, like, I, I did cry. I you cried. Like, oh, my God. I was so, Santa was there. It was so Oh, my God. I love you so much. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> Christmas is like, I love Christmas, too. I just, I love the warmth. And like just the like family unit, just the like giving and just the, the love. Um, but I swear, it's like the only time that I ever go Martha Stewart. And then, I, and then I'm i not so much. I'm
1: like. <laughs> <laughs> so um, like. the same way. I bake up a storm and dip things mm-hmm. in chocolate and I'm crafting and yeah, that's it. But then it's done after. Technically, you know, wait, where are we? December 26th, it's like done.
0: Oh my gosh, that was my next question.
1: (laughs) Are you the type that's like, New Year's Eve, it's coming down? Oh, I'm like, before New Year's Eve, because I I love it so much and so hard, but at the same time, when it's done, it's done, and then done.
0: (laughs) I like Santa came and White Girls, so I don't think (laughs) they're breaking up. Oh my God! Crack me up. Well, I'm <laughs> glad that we shared that in common. I do. I love a good Christmas. Um, oh my gosh. So I guess kind of like an ending question in some ways or going towards the end. Um, if you could go back to 2006, if, if new or current Rachel could go back to 2006, what would current Rachel
1: tell old Rachel? Oh man, it's a really good question. In some ways I'd want to tell her like, run, do something else, go back to science. (laughs) but Do something safe. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I do love, I do love what I do. And there's a lot of headaches with it and there's a lot of stress and there's been so many ups and downs, but, you know, to be able to get up and enjoy going to work every day um, and to love what you do, it's. It's a gift. And I think a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to have that. A lot of people don't like what they do. And when you think about how much time you spend in your life working, whether you're a business owner or not, um, doing something you love is pretty important. And so I would just tell her, like, you'll get through this. You're going to make it. And uh, But she knew that. So um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. How does it make you feel to reminisce back to that time? It's weird. I just picture the old shop and I keep thinking, like, how the heck did we even do that? But
0: mm-hmm. it was great
1: because it was a tiny little crew of people that, um, you know, we did a lot of stuff together. We could all go to Hershey Park in two cars together and we could have the Christmas party at my house every year. And then one year that we outgrew the house, we had to put my living room furniture out in the yard to be able to make enough space inside for everyone to sit down to dinner together. And then we were like, all right, well, I guess that's the last time we can do this. And then we started to have to have it at the shop.
0: Oh, I love that. You guys had a sit down dinner for your Christmas party. Oh, I love
1: that. Oh, they were that. great. They it were was, it was so much fun. But yeah, it just kind of outgrew our, our little house here very quickly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I have three random questions to ask you. Three uh, random questions, okay. Yeah. You ready for it? I think so. List your... Okay. <laughs> well, you don't really have a choice. I mean, just kidding. <laughs> List your three favorite sounds.
1: Three favorite sounds? wow that's that's very interesting um oh my gosh okay i love the sound of sleigh bells which is of course what we were just talking about i got one of those long antique ones that i hang on the door Yes. Yeah, it the- drives the family crazy because it's so loud um but i love that i love fire crackling a campfire or indoor fire um and i don't eat meat but i love the smell of or the sound of like bacon frying it's very Ooh. reminds me of my grandma like cooking and comfort oh, food
0: I like that. I feel like you're very, like, texturally oriented, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> I like, yeah. I feel like you. Yeah. like texture and patterns and, like, life to it. Because, I mean, it's always – I mean, this is going to sound weird, but to me, visually, your crepes are very kind of, like, textural. They're, there's different textures to them, and, and it's good. It's taking, like you said, like, the Thai crepe and combining unique different things that you never thought would go together, and they blend pretty seamlessly, and they're pretty amazing. So, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who has influenced you in your life? It doesn't have to be with business. It should just be any, anytime.
1: Who's influenced you? Oh wow, definitely my mother, my sister, my grandfather. Um, they've just all been these really, actually, and my grandmother and my dad. I mean, family. Like my my core family members. I've, I've been so fortunate to have an amazing family, and they've all been so strong and supportive. And, and my dad was a workaholic, so. I get that drive from him and, you know, and my mom was so nurturing and supportive of everything we did as kids and, and still now. Um, and Sarah has just always been like the best support system, you know, in the world I didn't ask for. So I think like just my family and just trying to make them proud and to, you know, not let them down is like a great way to kind of go through your life, I think. Yeah.
0: They're, they're pretty, they're all pretty awesome. They're pretty great. I met them personally, I know them. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Who has given you hope during this time? Our community, our, like just the people of Lancaster. I mean, there have been some people that have done the opposite, but I think for the most part, we've seen with our customers and our staff, you know, people wanting to do the right thing, wanting to work together to get through this, to, um, to care about each other and not just think about themselves. Um, And that's been huge, you know, like I said, there have been the negative ones that have, you know, people that raise a fuss about wearing a mask for two seconds at the restaurant, which we get that on on occasion or, you know, people that, you know, when this all started, I really thought that it would really bring people together. Um, And in a lot of ways it has, but in some ways it hasn't. And that's really sad. Um, But I think in the bigger ways it has, and hopefully that will, continue and, and this community will continue to kind of stay strong together and and get through all this and, and come out stronger on the other end. And, and I think that that's what gives me hope for finding a way back to normalcy, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I know that.
0: We'll
1: get there.
0: Um, name
1: one thing you want people to know about you. To know about me. Um, wow. I... Well, you learned this from meeting with me about this interview. I am terrible with technology and I do not embrace it. And I, I, uh, I know it's great and I, I think it's wonderful, but I'm horrible at it. So they'll never ask me to link up something to something or download something for you or whatever. I go to back for all that. I'm, I'm terrible with it. Yeah,
0: I will never. <laughs> you will never be my IT technical consultant. Like, <laughs> well. yeah. no. I appreciate you doing this today. No, I'm just kidding. It was pretty seamless. It wasn't too bad.
1: No, I, the guy at Target was very friendly. He told me exactly what I needed to get. <laughs> I was like, please, dear Lord, please
0: get headphones with a speaker. And you're like, they come I together. Sending. Like, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. They are two in one. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So now um, I have it. So that's cool. See, look, things you know, learning every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you crack me up! Um, how can people learn more about Rachel's? Where can they find you?
1: Uh, I'm at the Rate all day, every day, pretty much. Now, um, I mean, we kind of divide and conquer. I'm at Walnut Street, like every day, and Brent's over at Richmond Square, and um, that's what I do. We have um, we're open eight to three Tuesday through Sunday. Closed on Mondays, but I'm there Mondays too, so you can see me there too. Um, but yeah, that's. That's what I do. Instagram handles? Uh, uh, I didn't start the Instagram page. They just, they run it for me. The the smart kids that work for me. Oh, that's right. Technology. <laughs> <Remember>? <laughs> but the website is rachelscrapery.com. I knew that. Yay! <laughs> No, I be lost about them. They do 90% of the posts and they're they're so good with that stuff. And thank God because that's such a huge part of business nowadays. So it's great that I can rely on them to to do a great job for us yeah. to represent us well.
0: Well, you're amazing. I appreciate you so so much.
1: The Thank you so much for having me. This is fun.
0: Yeah. Anytime. Please come back. Please be my guest okay. again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We'll do we'll it again. around December, and I'll like deck out and. Yes. You
0: know, we could have a Christmas one. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Oh my god, that would be so much fun. Well, the badass woman in me honors the badass woman in you, and you can point out to your sign behind you. I love that. Oh. Your signs yeah. <laughs> they, they
1: get things done. Yeah, they do. <laughs> People get
0: things done. <laughs> <laughs> People get things done. Yes, yeah, that's true. Uh, I appreciate your reach. I wish you the best rest of your week and, you know, call in the
1: community for anything you need. We got you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support, everybody. Cheers, Krisha. Cheers. (laughs) Let's
0: Chat is a proud member of the Candy Factory Collective. You can find the show streaming on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and LinkedIn. And you can subscribe to the audio version anywhere you get your podcasts. Krisha Marcel is a photographer who believes in the power of women, the power of seeing yourself in a true, authentic, beautiful way through boudoir photography. She's the owner of Krisha Lynn Photography, a daily wearer of the color black, foodie, and podcast lover. Let's Chat is produced by the Candy Factory Collective at the Candy Factory Co-working Campus in Lancaster, PA. Production support by Anna Tran. Administrative support by Ann Kirby, Ariana Henderson, Robert Diggs, and Jason Mundock. Notes and links can be found on the show
1: post at our website, candyfactorycollective.com. Candy Factory.
0: Collective.com. Candy Factory.